Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, there was plenty coming out of the combine in Indianapolis on Wednesday. Both head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler, they talked with the media in multiple settings. You're going to hear from both guys. Plus, we'll have your calls and texts. All coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms, as many of you do. And I'll tell you, there was a ton to get to from Wednesday, and it all had to do with the combine. Both Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler spoke with the media. McDaniels, he was at the at the podium. Then he went and met with NFL Network. Then he kind of talked to the side to a bunch of the media guys. And then Dave Ziegler, the GM, he talked in a scrum, and it was a pretty long one. It was about 22 minutes long. Coming up here in segment number one, you're going to hear from McDaniels. In segment number two, you're going to hear from Ziegler. And I'm not going to be able to let you hear all of it. I just won't because it's just way too much of it, but a lot of good stuff. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to get to some over the course of the next couple days. But uh, let's just jump into it. We'll get as much in as possible. Like I said, lots of really good stuff. We'll start off with Josh McDaniels, who took the podium early about 10.15 in the morning on Wednesday, uh, talking all things Raiders and asking any kind of questions there uh, from the media that was uh, assembled there at the Combine. And uh, one of the first questions was about Alex Leatherwood. And I think it's an important question because I think that he's a guy that needs to stay at the guard position. I think he's a guy that they shouldn't even think about going back to the tackle position. Don't forget, they have no allegiance to Alex Leatherwood. They didn't draft him. So what are Josh McDaniel's thoughts right now on Alex Leatherwood? I see him as a um, you know, guy that played a lot of football. You know, there's a lot to evaluate. Um, you know, playing as many games as he did as a rookie, um, there's good and there's bad. Uh, but when you're that young, uh, you look at it as what, what, can we, what, what can we work with, what can we fix? Uh, there's a lot to do uh, in that process. Uh, I've already spoken to him. Um, that process is underway. And I think what we'll end up doing is whatever's best for the Raiders. You know, he's shown the ability that, to play, you know, in both spots. Um, you know, more guard last year than tackle. But um, we see him being a contributor. Uh, we see him being a guy that we're really excited to work with. Uh, we're going to try to get the most out of him. So there was Josh McDaniels right there talking about last year's first-round pick, Alex Leatherwood, playing more guard in 2021 than he did tackle. Again, I just think that that's the position that makes the most sense. Now, I know I said that Ziegler, Dave Ziegler, the GM of the Raiders, we're going to hear from him in segment number two, but I kind of want to put these two together. I kind of want to piggyback this because he also was asked about Alex Leatherwood, and if they need to know, if the Raiders themselves, like him, Josh McDaniels, the rest of the coaching staff, if they need to know what his position is going to be ahead of free agency and the draft. I think these two go really good together. So here's GM Dave Ziegler. I don't it's a good question I don't think you have to have it established like for free agency or for the draft we're always going to just be focused on drafting good players um, regardless of the position um, I think the one good thing about Alex uh, that not all rookies are afforded the opportunity to do is play a lot of games and when you get a lot of play time as a rookie uh, just like any of us in our first year uh, on a job you learn um, you know you learn things that you're good at you're, you learn things that you need to improve at you kind of get exposed to things that you never even thought about. And so I think, you know, it's, it's exciting to have a guy like Alex um, that's played a lot of football. And ultimately, like, we'll, we'll see 
there's an evaluation. We'll, just, we'll see where he fits, and we're not going to pigeonhole him into saying he's this or he's that. We're going to let him create an opportunity for himself, and you know we'll, we'll, we'll be excited to um, you know be able to work with him. So there is Raiders GM Dave Ziegler talking about Alex Leatherwood, and you heard right before that Josh McDaniels talking about Alex Leatherwood. You'll hear more for Ziegler coming up in segment number two. The rest of this segment will be all Josh McDaniels. Now, one of the questions that has come up multiple times and one of the conversation pieces that has come up multiple times is the Raiders' defense. Uh, they're traditionally a 4-3 defense. Patrick Graham ran a 3-4 in New York with the Giants, and so a lot of people are concerned about them switching to the 3-4, or is it going to be a 4-3? What's the deal? So Josh McDaniels was asked about the 3-4 and the 4-3 and if they've really kind of made a decision on what they're going to do there. I don't think so. I mean, we, we've talked about this a lot. Um, you know, anymore in today's NFL, 80 to 85% of your defense is in nickel or dime, you know. And and so, you know, the, the concept of being a 4-3 or 3-4 is kind of almost, you know, it's kind of almost out of the window now. Um you know, what we want to do is we want to try to be able to play to the strengths of the players that are on our roster. Um, we know we have some really good players that played in a four-man line uh, last year. Um, you know, we're going to try to uh, accentuate their strengths. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, we want to be multiple enough to be able to change some things from week to week if we need to or feel like we have to to try to uh, give us the best chance to stop the opponent. So. Um, you know, there'll be a level of, of multiplicity that hopefully we can uh, grow and graduate to. Uh, but the biggest thing for us is try to make our players successful by putting them in great positions. And ultimately, that's what it's about, right? Putting the players in the right position to succeed. So many times we talk about coaches that are so hell-bent on just what they want to do. This is how I do it, and this is how you're going to have to do it instead of playing to the player's strengths. So you heard him talk about the player's strengths, and you heard him talk about principles. So McDaniels was asked about, you know, how much of it is playing to the player's strength and how much of it is his core principles. Strengths versus core principles. I think you do them both at the same time um, we'll we'll try to teach our foundation and our terminology so that we understand the language I think every everything starts with what language are you going to speak um, and we'll teach everyone that together in the spring and um, or when, whenever we get that opportunity um, you know but once we know the language and we're able to talk it uh, together I think really the next thing we do is start putting you know putting things out there and, and trying them you know, and, and figuring out what your players do well, what do they handle uh, the best. Um, and then if they do some things well and you add to it, if they do some things that you don't feel like we can make better, then maybe we move away from it. But uh, each year to me is really similar in terms of the approach overall. I don't think I've ever had one year copy the, the next, you know, as, as we've gone through my coaching career. Just try to evaluate the team that you're going to put together this year and see what they all do well together and then try to do it as many times as you can. You know, understanding there's going to be challenges and obstacles uh, as we go forward, but that's going to be the plan as we head into spring here. So there's head coach Josh McDaniels right there talking about doing both, talking about coaching up to a player's strength, but also teaching the core principles. And yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to do both. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to put the players in position to succeed, know what their strengths and weaknesses are and play them up to their strength. Sometimes coaches just don't realize that and they don't understand that. And Josh McDaniels has been a coach before in Denver. Obviously, it didn't go very well. Everyone knows that. And everyone's biggest question is, what's the difference now? 
now. So Josh McDaniels was asked about the first month on the job with the Raiders because it's been about a month since he's been hired. So how much more difference has it been opposed to the first month in Denver? I'd say rather significant. Um, you know, having the opportunity to come with Dave, um, I would say knowing more about what to expect. Um, I don't think there's been many days where I've been shocked or surprised at this point. Um, you know, or, or, you know, learning brand new things to me at this point is a little different than what I was, you know, 13 years ago. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, I'm at peace with the things that, that we do each day. I know what my plan is when I wake up in the morning. Um, really trust the people that are in positions to do their jobs really well uh, and try to be a, a, the best support system I can be to them while I'm trying to do the best I can at my job. So, um, rather different I would say rather significant so it sounds like a very more mature Josh McDaniels than what he was when he was in Denver and that's all I can keep saying to everyone who keeps asking me like what's the big difference Q how do we know that he's going to be different and ultimately we don't know we don't know he's going to be different but I just assume like almost everyone else that a person's going to grow over the time when he was a head coach in Denver to now it's been a long period of time and I think that it's just natural for people to grow as humans let alone coaches so I just believe that you're going to see a totally different Josh McDaniels and I think he's going about handling his business a lot different than he did in Denver hell he was given the keys to the car and said here you're in charge of all the player personnel he's not in charge now you know Dave Ziegler's the guy he's the number one of course he consults with Josh McDaniels but he's not the number one guy and getting the head coaching job at a very young age like McDaniels did and then all of a sudden being in charge of everything at the same time I can't imagine how that would go. You know, I think about myself I couldn't take my first full-time radio job and be in charge at the same time too Hell, it's damn near overwhelming now. <laughs> and I've been doing this for a very long time. I mean, you know, it's just you've got to mature into these type of positions. So uh, I think that you'll see a lot more mature Josh McDaniels. The final soundbite I want you to hear in this segment is about playing in the Hall of Fame game. It was announced that the Jaguars and the Raiders will be playing August 4th in Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame game. I think it's a big deal so Josh McDaniels can kind of get that, you know, his sea legs underneath him as far as just being a head coach and a CEO of a team, just going through the motions, getting some practice reps. So what what does he think about the Raiders playing in the Hall of Fame game? I think there's a lot of benefits to this game for us. Um, you know, the the, num the number one thing is really to have an opportunity to, to be with our players and to, you know, to, to get them in there and really try to take our time and go through the process of building our football team and our foundation this, this summer together. Um, have a couple extra days to do that. I know it doesn't sound like much, but... Um, to us, I think it's a great opportunity, uh, especially as we're starting this year together. Um, and, and to be able to go there uh, back home, you know, uh, in Canton, Ohio. I've been in the NFL. It's my 22nd year, and I've never had the privilege of coaching in that game. So um, very lucky uh, to have that opportunity to go back home and uh, to put our football team in that position to try to learn and, and grow early in camp um, and to go out there and, and, and play the exhibition game there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think our organization will too. There's Josh McDaniels right there talking about coaching in the Hall of Fame game, the Raiders playing in the Hall of Fame game, and if you didn't pick up on it, yes, he's from Ohio. <laughs> so that is going back home, as he mentioned, but uh, again, I think it's a good opportunity just for him to get a little bit of practice reps as the guy, you know, with the Bullets live, even though they're with players that, you know, it's not going to be the starters or anything like that, but I 
I think it's just it's going to help him in the long run and, and probably help the t- team as well, just get one extra game under their belt. So uh, there you go. There's Josh McDaniels talking about the Hall of Fame game and some sound from him as he talked to the media multiple times on Wednesday at the scouting combine. So that's Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Silver and Black. What about the GM, Dave Ziegler? He sat down with the media for a very long time, almost 30 minutes on a Wednesday. So you're going to hear some sound bites from him. Again, we can't get all the sound bites in. The show will go way too long, but we'll get a few in coming up in segment number two after I tell you about betonline.net. And without all the action going on on the field, you got to turn your attention to the combine, right? If you go to betonline.net right now, you can find prop bets on who's going to run the, the 40 the fastest, who's going to bench press the most weights, who's going to do this, that, and the other. So you can still actually get your bet on when it comes to football, but just not football games. They do have both pro and college hoops. They have hockey, boxing, UFC, any kind of sports you can imagine. Baseball, obviously not because, well, they can't get their stuff together. But BetOnline.net has got you covered. They're your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news all season long. So check them out today, BetOnline.net, on the website. You can use your mobile device or your laptop, learn about the trends and all the action. BetOnline.net, that's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to hear from Dave Ziegler, the Raiders' new GM. He's in Indianapolis at the Combine. Josh McDaniels had talked to the media earlier in the day. Dave Ziegler met with a group of media and talked for quite a while, almost 30 minutes, and it was a lot of really good stuff. So I'm going to bring to you as much as possible. Uh, if we don't get it all in, which we won't get it all in today, let me just tell you, we won't get it in. As I was breaking it all the way down, I started at A and I ended at T. So you can imagine how many different sound bites they were and they weren't just one or two word answers either so there's no way we're going to get to it all so we'll do it over the course of the next couple days but I thought it was some really good stuff from GM Dave Ziegler so the first one was about the how the lens changes you know he has never been at the combine as a GM this is the first time he's ever been a true GM of an NFL team he's been an assistant he's been a scout but how does the lens change if any for Dave Ziegler as a GM yes yeah the lens does change I think you know the other times I've been here Really, I was, a, I was a pro director, you know, so the task as a pro director at a college combine, you know, is, is definitely different. I was always involved in the college side, so there was an element of interviewing players and, and things of that nature. Um, but you're kind of more here getting the pulse of, like, what's going on in the pro world, you know, during that time. And so, you know, when you come now as a general manager, there's free agency, obviously, so there's that pro element. There's the college scouting element. There's the interview element. There's the formal interviews you know which is a different type of interview than um what i was used to do which is more the informal stuff um so and and then just organizationally like you know there's still that there's still an organization that's being run so um all the elements that everything that's still going on back in vegas um you know we're still new so there's still an element of hirings and all that stuff so yeah the scope the lens the lens is definitely a lot wider now you know so it's fun though So there's GM Dave Ziegler right there talking about how the lens changes, how things change once you're the GM. And I love how he brought in the element of, yeah, you're at the combine looking at draft eligible guys, but you're also worried about free agency. You're also worried about different teams that may be doing this, that, and the other. And you've got to be involved in a lot more uh, conversations. You've got to wear a lot more hats. And that's just how it is. Part of being the GM and being there in Indianapolis, where there's a lot of business that's taking place on and off the record. And 
99% of it is really off the record. So, of course, I got to get a Derek Carr soundbite in, right? Maybe even a couple of Derek Carr soundbites. And this one, I'm actually going to go back and let you hear from Josh McDaniels because he was asked uh, early in the presser when he was doing the stand-up in front of the media, asked about the contract extension. He said, hey, there's really nothing to report on that. No new movement. Okay, no big deal. Then NFL Network got him and was asking a couple questions about Carr, the contract extension. And then Tom Pelissero asked him straight up, is he going to be the quarterback week one? Here's Pelissero and here's McDaniels' answer. So, there's always is going to be rumors when you a new regime coming in and you got a quarterback who's entering the final year of his deal can you say definitively barring injury Derek Carr's your starting quarterback week one sure yeah absolutely there's no doubt uh, there's no doubt about it um, I, I really am excited about this opportunity to work together um, I know what he's done and and I and I know what we might be able to do going forward together and that's what really excites me uh, looking forward to, to building that process uh, as we go into April, May, June, July, uh, and continue to grow together. Uh, it's really an important relationship, the head coach, the quarterback, the play caller, the quarterback. Um, there's got to be a synergy there, and I believe that that we're on our way to doing that. So there's Josh McDaniels talking to Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network about Derek Carr being the week one starter. And I'll tell you, by that answer, I feel like 97% sure Carr will be, if not more. But, you know, you never know what could happen. And Josh McDaniels doesn't know what could happen. Somebody could call, some team could call and say, hey, look, we want that guy and we'll give you this. And if they uh, give him a, a big enough offer, I'm sure he'd make it happen and say, okay, you know what, let's go ahead and flip him and we can make this happen, that happen, or the other happen. But, again, that's just, uh, you know, something that, all the GMs and head coaches, they've got to keep that open because you just never know how it's all going to shake out. So how does this pertain to Dave Ziegler? Well, he was also asked if he feels Derek Carr will no doubt about it be under center week one. Yeah, I think, you know, Josh, I know Josh had that question. I saw the response. And, and so, you know, you know, that's the plan, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, it's been awesome getting to know Derek. Um, just a really conscientious, good person that loves football. And you can feel that when you talk to him. So that's really exciting. And so, you know, like like we talked about it, we're still in that, you know, in that, and, and Derek mentioned it too, you know, we're in that business, you know, relationship phase where we're learning each other and, you know, and um, just personalities and creating a relationship. And so we're still working through that process. And as we work through those process processes, you know, those different things will come up. But um, right now, we're just focused on building it. So, you know, that's the plan. <laughs> Steve Ziegler right there responded to that question. So, I mean, I said 97% after Josh McDaniels talk. After you hear Dave Ziegler, it's probably down to about 90%. But again, I mean, I, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Week one, Derek Carr is under center. Not going to be shocked at all. And again, I think it would take something just to blow those guys away that would change that. I mean, I really do. Uh, and I know that some people just can't believe that there's even any kind of conversation or any debate about it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business and these teams are always going to look out for the best interests of their team and you just never know. Unless these guys are a Hall of Famer and Derek Carr is not a Hall of Famer, uh, if, if he was, then there would be no conversation. It'd be like, hey, no doubt about it, he's our guy and uh, yes, we're going to get that contract extension done quick, fast, and hurry. They're not saying that. So until they say that and until that ink is dry on the contract, then you never know. Something could happen. But again, I feel pretty strong and feel pretty good when I say that he's going to be under center week one. So I uh, want to get to a couple more sound bites that Dave Ziegler had to say. And again, there were so many good ones, but uh, he's now the man. He's the GM. So how is he splitting his time right now on free agency and the draft, you know, kind of scouting for the draft like he's doing at the combine, also worrying about guys who are going to be free agents. And then at the same time, 
He's looking at his own team going up and down and with a, a sharp tooth comb wondering who's going to fit in with what we want to do and who doesn't. So he's got to split time between free agency, the draft, and the evaluation of his own team. So how is Dave Ziegler managing that? Not a lot of sleep. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, no, but it's a great point. Like learning the roster is the foundational piece of scouting. And so that took a lot of time and effort when you evaluate every single guy that's um, under contract and every free agent. I mean, those are a lot of players to evaluate along with all the new things that you, you, you kind of get faced with when you um, take over one of these positions or when you get placed in one of these positions. And so it's a ton of time management. Like I said, it's really prioritizing tasks. You know, I had certain things that I, I thought I wanted to do right away and I was gung ho about doing them. And then you take a step back and you're like, wait a minute, like that can be done two months from now. You know, and so there's a lot of that prioritizing and it's a lot of it, it is like it's a lot of getting up early, going to bed late, getting up, doing it again, doing it again. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, that's just what you have to do, like when you get into this situation. And so um, it's a challenge, but it's it's fun at the same time. So there you go. You see, it's a lot of work to try to do this quick, fast, and in a hurry, and that's exactly what they got to do. Free agency is right around the corner, and the draft will be here before you know it, and at the same time trying to figure out exactly what Raiders to move forward with, current Raiders to move forward with, and what guys that aren't going to move forward. You know what I mean? It's just as simple as that. Now, one big deal that I thought when the Raiders were putting their front office together and their coaching staff was when they were able to bring in Champ Kelly. Champ Kelly was with the Chicago Bears. He actually interviewed for the GM position, didn't get it, but the Raiders hired him as the assistant GM. I thought that was a big deal. They didn't even have an assistant GM last year, but now they have one. So here's Dave Ziegler on what went into the process of bringing in Champ Kelly. You know, I met um, Champ interviewed me for my first job uh, in the NFL when I was a scouting assistant. And so um, I, I met Champ my first year um, while I was in Denver. And Champ just embodies a lot of the things that are important to me. Um, very high attention to detail. He has a very high standard for all work that's done, whether it's big or small. Um, he's really smart in terms of just football, big picture thinking. Uh, I know he's a good evaluator. Um, we have a level of trust and respect to each other. So he's really been like, I can't even, the, the, the asset that he's been for us so far has been huge. Uh, when you have someone that you can um, say, hey, this is on your plate. You take care of it, and you know it's going to be taken care of to the standard that you um, also embody and to the detail that you want it to be. Uh, that's really valuable. Uh, Champ sees things and gets things done that I want to get done before I even know I need them to get done. Um, so you know, Champ's been really phenomenal in that way, and I think that relationship, even though we've went separate ways, which has been nice because he's seen different things and he's been with different staff, so he can bring an outside perspective. Um, it just... Uh, it was a no-brainer for me, like, even thinking before I had this opportunity, if this opportunity ever came, like, Champ Kelly was always someone that was going to, I, I, I would hope, would uh, be able to go on this journey with us. That's awesome right there. That's a hell of a story on how Champ Kelly ended up being the assistant GM of the Raiders and the fact that they were together in Denver. They went their separate ways. He ended up going to New England with Josh McDaniels. And then, of course, Champ Kelly ended up in uh, Chicago last season. And now, all of a sudden, they were able to come together. And Champ Kelly, from everything I've heard and from what it sounds like right there from Ziegler, he's not going to be there long. He's going to be a guy that will be a GM of his own team sooner 
rather than later. But to be able to get a fresh idea, I think that that's great. Everyone keeps looking at, well, this is what the Raiders are going to look like. The Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots. But bringing Champ Kelly in is going to change things up a little bit as well because he has uh, a different vision, and he was part of the vision that went on in Chicago with some of their goings-on and the guys that they brought in. So I think that it's going to be a good collaboration. Dave Ziegler himself kind of mentioned that. And uh, so we'll see how everything shakes out. And again, uh, interested to see really how the draft goes, what kind of players they're going to really be looking for. And speaking of that, the final soundbite that I have for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast has to do exactly with the draft and the Patriots. They're picking at number 21. The Raiders, they're picking at number 22. Everybody keeps going back and forth. Well, whatever a Patriot player is, is what a Raider player is going to be. So Dave Ziegler was asked about that. You know, is that going to affect the strategy that the Raiders are going to be looking at players and knowing that the Patriots are right before them, they'll probably be looking at the same type of player? The way I would actually answer that is no. I think that uh, we're going to have... Um, they have their set of principles of what they want offensively or what they want defensively. And obviously Josh was there for a long time, you know, so there is some offensive things that I know he values that, you know, we'll value here, but they might not value that anymore because they have, you know, who, what, they have their own offensive coaches that are going to have their own philosophy and same, same defensively. Like, you know, we have Pat um, and Pat has his own ideas and philosophies. And then as a group, as a whole, we have, you know, what we're going to look for in different positions. And so, no, I mean, um, I think we all want to find play people that love playing football, you know, and passionate about what they do. And so, you know, like, yeah, there's that, but I don't think like there's going to be any real specific crossover there. So basically what it sounds like Dave Ziegler is saying is that, yeah, I mean, they have some similarities and some players that they want, the traits, which are smart players, versatile players. That's something that it's a no-brainer that the Patriots want, but then the Raiders want that as well. You know, Josh McDaniels talked about uh, versatile players. Dave Ziegler talked about versatile players. You know, if that's easier to evaluate guys. I mean, they, they all want that, but because they do have other guys like a Patrick Graham uh, as a defensive coordinator who has his own ideas. He doesn't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of, you know, the same type of guys. I think we can get a pretty good base idea of some of the guys, but ultimately until they actually start pulling the trigger on some of these players, we won't really know. So I totally understand what Dave Ziegler was talking about right there. And like I said, I got plenty more sound bites where that came from with what Dave Ziegler had to say. I thought it was really good stuff about 22, 23 minutes total with the media on Wednesday at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. This is the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Badger Raider in Wisconsin. He's a new booty caller hitting us up to talk about the draft and what area of the defense the Raiders should be addressing. Here he is, Badger Raider in Wisconsin. What up, Q? First time caller from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, guess everybody's got a name, so I'll just be uh, the Badger Raider. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, with the draft coming up here, uh, all the needs that the Raiders have, uh, wide receiver being one of them. I think defense is probably the most important. I think the Raiders are going to get somebody in free agency if it's a Devontae Adams or, uh, you know, one of them. Uh, there's two linebackers from uh, the University of Wisconsin that I think are worth noting and 
could be possibly second to third round picks. Uh, that would be Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. Uh, he's really good. Um, they were on the number one defense in the nation in 2021. Uh, Wisconsin was. So Leo Chanel and it was, uh, Jack Sanborn are two really good, uh, inside linebackers, uh, really good with the pass rush, getting pressure on the quarterback, which is something that I think is huge for the Raiders, especially if you're going to beat a team like Kansas City and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, just wondering what you think about that. Thanks. There he goes, Badger Raider in Wisconsin. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you being a new booty here on the show. And uh, linebackers Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn, both from Wisconsin. And I'll have to admit, man, I wasn't really well-researched on them or well-versed on them, so I had to actually do some research on them. And from my understanding, and I'll ask a little bit as I have more guests on the radio show and on the podcast about the draft, uh, guys that are, you know, real draft gurus or, you know, that's their bag, that's their niche, I'll ask them more questions about that as well. But what I've uh, gathered is that both of those guys seem like that they'll be really good probably backups you know they'll probably be depth you know guys that will be drafted on day two day three and that'll probably go for both Chanel and for Sanborn but as I said I'll definitely ask around about those guys jotted down in my notes already so I'll definitely make that happen and bring it back to the podcast but thank you so much for that call I do appreciate you and I will say linebacking has been ignored for far too long by the silver and black and if they can get some big time linebackers I would love to see that so you're on the right path just don't know if you got the right players or not but we'll definitely discuss it in a major way here on the show thank you so much for that call next up got a text from Raider Black and this goes back to the Derek Carr Aaron Rodgers all that conversation say what's up Q it's stupid not only do I think it's stupid but I feel that at this point Carr gives us a better chance and I'm being honest physical skills are one thing but what this team needs is a leader the Raiders leader is Derek Carr Rodgers has one Lombardi and what, four MVPs? We just went to the playoffs with Carr. And I've heard you say numerous times that we should have won that game, meaning both quarterbacks played one playoff game and one threw a touchdown and the other did not. Rodgers is not a leader for his team. It's not about all skill. So while he may be a better skill quarterback, he's not a better leader for this team. So anyone thinking Rodgers is a better fit for this team is stupid, ruthless, and silly. And a discussion was just had about character guys. Rodgers is a locker room red flag. I've never heard anyone talk positive about him, so I'm not and will never push for Rodgers. So maybe nine years ago, but not now. Let's run this back with number four. is from Raider Black. Very passionate and, as a matter of fact, about that text message. And look, I mean, hey, it's fine. You don't have to like the guy. I've, I've said that many times. You don't have to like Aaron Rodgers. He's not a guy I'd want to hang out with. But I can admit when he's a hell of a quarterback. And I know that he's going to give you a great chance to win. If you feel like Carr gives you the better chance to win, fine. No problem. So be it. That's cool. It ain't going to hurt my feelings at all. I'm fine with Derek Carr being under center. I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers being under center. I'm not too sure why someone that's trying to do a little bit of research or, or do a little bit of intel on a potential Hall of Famer being that quarterback of the team. I don't know why that'd be stupid and ruthless, but okay, that's all right. Like I said, hey, whatever you want to call it is fine. And whoever's under center to start week one, as I've said many times, I believe will be Derek Carr. I'll roll with that as well. So it's all good. We'll see exactly how it all shakes out. If you're going to roll with Derek Carr, go get him some weapons. Go get him a real deal weapon. Go get him a Devontae Adams. Go get him an Allen Robinson. Go get him something instead of just having them out there with guys that are you know number two wide receivers at best and no number ones go go put something around them if you're gonna do that treat them like that guy you know so that's that's part of it as well so I, hey i'm okay with whatever way they roll appreciate the text my man it's always good to hear from you next up got a call from travel in sacramento he's calling to talk about wednesday's shows and my thoughts on having to get it right as far as dave ziegler and josh mcdaniels go not taking steps back he wants to add his angle to it here he is travel in sacramento 
Thank you. This is Travell out of Sacramento. Um, I'm just calling in response to uh, what's this Wednesday show. And um, you made a lot of good points. And I know a lot of people are upset or just, like, not into the whole patriot way of doing things. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. If you think about it, the Patriots has been the successful franchise for, like, the past 20-plus years. I think they maybe only have, like, a couple losing seasons. And if anything, we should be wanting to mimic that model. I know the Raiders have a commitment to excellence, but if you think about it, the Patriots, they've been executing that, and we need to take that out of their page instead of hating them just because, you know, they're they're Patriots. And I know a lot of Patriots, People, people from the Patriot tree, when they go to another team, they're not very successful. But a lot of those guys aren't set up for success anyway. they got to rebuild the team and everything. Right now, Josh McDaniels and Ziegler, they got a good thing. Like, this isn't a terrible franchise right now. Like, we got solid pieces for them to work with. They're set up for success and almost immediate success. And I'm just like, I don't see why <laughs> a lot of people are upset with this. I it's mind-boggling. I'm just like, this is this is great. These guys, they know what they're doing. They're proven, especially coming from the Patriots. And as Raider fans, we need to we need to imitate we need to imitate that. We need to commit to excellence because the Patriots they've been committing excellence for the past 20 years, and we need to get back to that. I know a lot of fans are used to the Raiders being the the bad boys of the league and all that. All that's out. That that old Davis way of doing things is out. It's a new time, new new seasons, like, it, things change. You, you can't get away with the stuff that, you know, you could get away with in the past. We need to be more vigilant, get, you know, better players instead of getting the big, strong, physical guy. We need to get the versatile guy, the guy that's a playmaker, proven playmaker. It, so that's all I got to say, man. Good show. Catch you later. There he goes. That's my guy, Travell in Sacramento, the 916. Thank you for the call, my man. And I think you hit it on the head. A lot of folks aren't happy because McDaniels and Ziegler come from the Patriots. And, of course, they brought other coaches over from the Patriots. But I'm not worried about that, man. Those guys are in the Raiders organization now. I'm not worried about it. Also, people get upset because McDaniels' history in Denver. But, hey, look, man, that was a long time ago. Uh, I, I think that he's grown up a lot. I've said it multiple times. And I'm excited to see what he does with his team. I'm excited to see what Ziegler does with his team. Not to mention, one of the biggest keys is what you said this team is not a rebuild team this is a team that went to the playoffs you know so I mean they're already ahead of the curve it's not like they're going in and they've got to construct this team from the from the ground up they've got to go and find out what pieces to move forward with and which ones can help put them over the top and then put their own twist to it and and put the team over the top so uh yeah they're ahead of the curve they're ahead of where Bill O'Brien was when he took over uh at Penn State and when he took over with the Houston Texans and they're ahead of where Charlie Weiss was and Romeo Cornell were and other guys that come from the Patriots tree. They're all way ahead of that. You know, Nick Casario taking over as a GM in Houston. They don't have the same situation that McDaniels and Ziegler have. So, yeah, I think that that hit it right on the head. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. I uh, got a text from Raider Jello. He said, what's up, Q? Raider Jello here. Just want your opinion real quick on two guys the Raiders have a chance on getting. Jordan Davis or his buddy right next to him, Devontae Wyatt. We all know Jordan Davis is a monster, six foot six, 340 pounds, but I wouldn't sleep on Wyatt either. Anyways, Q, keep up the good work. Raiders. That's from Raider Jello, and he's talking about the Georgia guys, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. And I'll tell you, I like both of them. I really do. And I, I'll tell you, I think that Jordan Davis – 
For me, for my money, I think that's the way I'll go. Just because he's such a big monster, I think that he'd be one of those dudes that really helps out Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe make them even better. You know, he'll be that guy that takes up so much space and slows down the run and helps against the run in a major way that allows Ngakwe to pin his ears back and get to the quarterback, that allows Max Crosby to pin his ears back and get to the quarterback. I just think he could be a main key to that defensive line, a key cog on that defensive line. I mean, he could be like a Vince Wilfork was uh, for the Patriots for many years before he went to the Texans. You know, I just, I feel like he could be one of those guys, just a big old monster. And I don't know, man, (laughs) something about that dude in a Raider jersey would be awesome. So I think I'm leaning toward Jordan Davis, but I know you're right. Devontae Wyatt is a hell of a player and Georgia had many great players on that defense that won the national championship. So thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. And that's all I got time for on today's show. Still got a call from Raider Eddie in Denver, a text from Big Ed in Chico. Uh, Also Raider Rob in Riverside's got a call. Got a lot to get to on tomorrow's show as we get ready to close out the week really strong. We'll have more news and notes of the day coming out of the combine. Probably have some more Dave Ziegler sound bites, maybe even some more Josh McDaniel sound bites. Uh, Either way, what we'll do on Friday is close this thing out really, really strong. So we appreciate Appreciate you as always. Thanks so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. Till tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.